Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Question for you. <laughs> I'm uh, recording this podcast episode like I would start a phone call with a friend. So just roll with it. Anyways, I'm curious. Have you ever dreamed about doing something that you really love or that you're really good at and making a little extra income from it, even if that's just in your spare time? Have you ever thought about starting a side hustle to make supplemental income to you know, pay your grocery bills or pay off your student loans a little bit or uh, cover some extra expenses that have come up? But you know, thought about that only to let your nerves or all that you don't know about doing that kind of thing get the best of you? Yeah, I hear ya. <laughs> it's one thing to have a little idea or a skill or a dream or even straight up a need for supplemental income. It's another thing to actually take that step and go for it right? So I know it can be scary to put yourself out there to start something new, especially if that feels uncertain or risky. And I actually recently had a listener ask about this. She's like, how do I get over the nerves of taking that leap or taking that small step into starting something of my own? I've had this idea or this vision. How do I do that? And so I want to break this down for you because I think we often hear it talked about like go big or go home. But in my journey, I just started small and Technically, I just started from home. I actually, my friend Jess Ekstrom posted a quote graphic not too long ago on Instagram, and it said something along the lines of like, go big, and it had that crossed out, and then it had go home, and it had, or go home, and it had that crossed out, and then she put something like, start small from home, and I was like, yes, that's literally my entire uh, thing. So I want to break this down for you because I have found in my own journey and through talking with many others that it truly doesn't have to be nearly as overwhelming as it seems, okay? So let's dive into this. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. All right, so first and foremost, I want to teach you the four stages of what I call the four stages of small business so that you can really start where you are and don't feel the pressure to become a CEO overnight. If you're anything like I was, you don't think of yourself as someone who wants to be an entrepreneur or a business owner, or maybe you have like that little nudge or that idea that that might be kind of cool, um, but don't really foresee that being a possibility and you don't see yourself building a huge company. You might be just like, hi, I have this creative talent what do I do with it? You know, and that's totally okay. Especially if you're, you know, not starting a side hustle with the aim to go big, but you just have the goal of making a little supplemental income from home. And I think this is so important to talk about because it can, I think our world can sometimes forget that we women and we creatives like have different 
uh, goals when it comes to how we do this. We have diverse goals when it comes to how we use our talents and how we use our gifts and how we go about this thing. And I think we're so used to hearing about, you know, quote unquote, small business in from the perspective of like enterprise and CEO and boss or, you know, girl boss and millionaire status and six figure launches. And it's all like, blah, that's so overwhelming. Like, can I just figure out how to sell my muffins, please? You know, like, or whatever it is that you do. So that's kind of what I want to break down for you just to make this a lot easier to understand. And hopefully something that if you want to make a little supplemental income, you don't feel nearly as overwhelmed by it. Okay. You don't even have to have an official business to do that, which we'll be talking about in a future episode. But that said, I want to just quickly summarize what I call the four phases of small business. I made these up, but I think they're a pretty accurate description of this. So the first phase, phase one is a talent, a dream, or an idea. So it's pretty much what it sounds like. You have a skill or a talent or an idea of something that you'd like to do. Maybe you've learned how to do portrait photography, or maybe you're really good at making muffins or painting portraits or writing conversion copy. This is the phase basically where the dream is born or the idea that you might be able to make a little bit a little bit of money with this talent or skill without necessarily having to report to a boss, right? You can maybe do it in your own on your own flexible schedule. You envision freedom and flexibility, working on your own time and doing something you love, but it just feels a little bit like a pipe dream, especially with how busy your life is right now. Maybe this is where you find yourself. And if this is where you're at, raise your hand, send me a message on Instagram, tag me, screenshot this screenshot this episode, share it on your story, tag me and say like, hi, Jay, I'm in phase one. I want to see it. Okay. Phase two is a paid hobby. Yeah. That's the thing. When I first started selling my hand lettering, which eventually led to starting an Etsy shop online, and even when I had the Etsy shop in the beginning, I basically just figured out how to make money with my talent on the side of my schoolwork. I was still a student in college. But I didn't really consider myself an entrepreneur, and I certainly did not have an official business. I essentially had a paid hobby, okay? It's that simple. This is like the infancy stage. This is the, not even infancy, this is the embryonic stage, if you will, where you learn to make some supplemental income with a skill or a talent and likely use some tools like social media, like your Facebook page or Instagram to showcase your craft and reach potential customers. You don't have systems or an official legal structure or financial projections or product suites or high-level marketing strategies or a team or any of that setup. And that's okay. This is usually the best place to start because it's low pressure and all basically it's about if I tried to think through like what is the objective of the stage if I'm coaching someone through this stage, it's to help. It's basically to prove to yourself that you can make money with your talent, even if that's on the side of your full time job or what you're doing, you know, full time. Okay, whether that's schoolwork or um, staying home with kids or working a full time job or a combination of those things. But this stage really, I think, is so critical. And I don't know why, but so many people just like, they just jump past it and and they go, okay, start your business, go. And you're kind of like, uh, well, I haven't even made a dollar doing this and I don't even know what, like, where do I start? And so I, I really look at this, like there is so much beauty in taking the pressure off a little bit and saying paid hobby okay, I can do that. I can get paid to do something that I'm decent at. And then from there, I can decide if I want to make this a full-blown business and grow it and try to go full-time. Or if it's just something that I really enjoy doing on the side and I don't want that kind of pressure. Diverse goals. I'm here for it. It's all good. Okay. So that is phase two. Phase three is what I would call solopreneur or just small business owner. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. 
Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? The real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. This is the phase where you've already pretty much figured out how to make some money with your skill. You may notice that the demand for what you have has been going up and you start to realize like, okay, I'm kind of at a fork in the road and it may be time to really go all in. So you get official with a website domain and the legal structure and branding and you know official bank accounts and all of those pieces. You set up your workflows, you strategize your offerings, your packages, your customer experience, all of those components that really go into creating a business beyond just a, a side hustle or paid hobby. This is really where you graduate from paid hobby and go all into starting a legit business. During this stage, you've 
pretty much built it to be something that you can do full time or that's kind of what you're working toward or what you've just recently accomplished. But you're more than likely running just about everything on your own. You're wearing all the hats. You're the service provider, the product creator, the financial manager, the service or the customer service specialist, uh, the administrative assistant, the marketing lead. All of those things will fall in your lap for this season if you choose to move in to phase three from phase two. Now, phase four is CEO. That's what I call it. And I'm not talking about CEO like on the enterprise massive corporate level. I'm just talking about operating like a CEO. So in phase four, your business foundation has been set. You have a steady stream of sales, and that means you're able to delegate. So in this stage, you no longer only pay yourself, but you've also been able to hire or outsource help. This allows you to function as the leader of the team and get out of the weeds a little bit at a time. This is generally an uncomfortable transition in many ways, um, and it has many stages of growth within this one phase. Like this is one phase, but I would easily say there's three or four levels of growth just within this phase, but I'm not going to get into that because that's not the point of this episode. Anyways, but you know, as your business grows, it's going to force you to grow from solopreneur to CEO if you want to grow it, right? And part of that necessary growth includes growing a team and having help. And the reason I wanted to point this out to you, you might be like, I have zero interest in being a CEO. Can we move on? Or you might be like, how do I get there tomorrow? But I wanted to point out, point this out to you because I think so many women find themselves at phase one with dreams or talents or skills uh, and think that starting a business means they need to figure out how to be at phase four overnight. It's like from going from student to CEO overnight doesn't happen. And I want to give a real reality check. No one just wakes up a CEO one day. For most of us, we begin with a paid hobby. You can begin with a paid hobby. We roll up our sleeves and we get our hands dirty. We try and we fail and we try again and we hone our craft. And for some, they might be like, hey, I'm good staying here. I don't want to be this boss babe entrepreneur. That's like, that's fine. And I think the pressure to say, hey, you've got to become a CEO if you've got a skill that you can sell isn't always for everyone. And all of us are different. You might think, you know what, I'm not super business minded, but I am really good at this skill and I'd like to make a little bit of supplemental income with it. And that's okay. You might do that for three years and then have this moment where you wake up and you're like, you know what, I want to grow this. I want to actually start a legit business. Great. But I just think we each have our own diverse goals and understanding that if you're going to start making a little supplemental income with your skill or, you know, find some customers or grow your customer base for your skill, like you don't have to have the pressure to be, you know, the top level CEO. So all that said, you know, none of us woke up a CEO overnight, right? Nobody does. And there's no pressure to. But as you grow in confidence and as we learn to put ourselves out there a little bit more each day, we can find customers who want what we create and who are willing to pay. And, you know, I think it's really important to remember that it'll be small and slow at first and that's okay. And in fact, that's actually good. I'm all about baby steps every step of the way. It allows us to learn the ropes, to put some extra coin in our pocket, and to improve on little mistakes. This really doesn't need to be overwhelming. You don't have to figure it out overnight, but if you if you show up ready to learn and willing to try day after day, it's going to grow to whatever stage is best for you and what your needs are, whether that's stage four or stage two. And I am so passionate, honestly, about helping the woman I was six-ish, 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 that's a hard word to say, like six years ago. The woman who dreamt of raising a family and working on her own schedule, who had a skill she knew that she knew she could somehow make some money with, but who shuddered at the idea of having to create a big, huge business. That was just too much at the time. I was like, please, I just want to go to Hobby Lobby and paint on a canvas and somebody pay me $30 for it. 
can we figure that part out? You know, um, I was in phase one and somehow mustered up the courage to take the baby step into phase two. And that's exactly what I'm here to help you do too. So if you find yourself in phase one or even honestly in phase two, if you have a skill and a vision for the side hustle or the side job that you want to start doing, but you feel like you have no time to start it or to figure out how to find some customers or any of that, I've got four important tips to help you kick nerves to the curb and be able to step into it with wisdom, with grace, and the heaps of courage that it really does take, okay? So tip number one is that you don't have the time unless you make the time. That's just a fact. You may not be able to go all in with, you know, within the next three months of your life, and that's okay. That's why I said these baby steps are so huge, and I think we just discredit them all too quickly. But I want you to think bigger picture. Look ahead to the next 12 months and pick the 90-day window where you can commit to taking the first steps to really getting it going, even if you don't have plans to go all in, right? Again, you don't have to go from phase one to phase four overnight or ever, honestly. But the point I'm trying to make is that you and only you are responsible for investing in your skills. And the most important investment you can make into it is your time. More specifically, committed time because there's a difference right between committed time and distracted time so look at the next year in 90 day increments the next 12 months okay from wherever you are right now and also did you know that our brains are literally biologically wired at least from what i've heard i guess i'm not a scientist but I've been told through many just different productivity trainings that our brains tend to function better if we think in 90-day increments and plan in 90-day increments. We tend to get bored if we try to do the same thing for too long or we have too long of a plan, it gets overwhelming and things change very quickly. So as we've very recently seen in the world. So I want you to consider what you'll dedicate the bulk of your free time to in each 90-day window. If that's not quarter one, could it be quarter two or quarter three? What steps do you need to prepare for that? What that, What does that look like to just take that little baby step? To really invest time and energy into this, I want you to ask yourself a very, very, very important question, okay? The question is, what can I let go and what do I want to grow? Can you let go of Netflix for 90 days, let's say in quarter three or quarter four, and dedicate that time to figuring out how to market your skill on social media? Like just that, that step, you know, that step alone. What does your answer to this question look like? And which 90 day period of the next year will you commit to this discipline? You need to write that down. Think about that. Answer it and go respond in the comment section on this blog post and tell me, (laughs) because we all want to cheer you on. Okay, Uh, number two, tip number two, is to remember incremental, implementable, imperfect action. I know all the motivational gurus are telling you to take big, massive action, and sometimes that is what it takes. Sometimes you just gotta go for it. There are certainly times where we have to take a big step and make the leap. But more often than not, especially for the busy, everyday woman just trying to pay her bills without totally giving up on her skills, taking massive action just isn't always realistic, right? This is why my mantra is incremental, implementable, imperfect action. In other words, what is one thing you can do to move 1% closer to starting, you know, that small side hustle or, you know, making a little supplemental income on the side? What does that look like? You know, a friend of mine that I recently had on the podcast not too long ago, actually, shared a really great example on this. She said, as a mental health counselor with a dream to be a writer, I knew I wanted to do more writing on mental health, but my workload as a counselor was already overwhelming. I knew it wasn't something I could really pursue full time in the near future. So I focused on doing one tiny thing that would allow me to move closer to the dream without abandoning all stability. I just decided that I would write one caption on health or on mental health content per week for the next couple months, next few months. 
I'm like, well, that makes it super simple, right? She shared that doing that really just allowed her to fulfill that passion a little bit, start uh, honing her craft and, and honing her skill as a writer and begin establishing her herself as an authority on the subject using social media without having to give too much time or go all in right away. Look, it doesn't have to be all or nothing when you're just starting out. What can you do that would move you 1% closer to what you want to do? Think about that. Okay. Tip number three is to keep an idea notepad or uh, like plan notepad or dream notepad. Like honestly, even if you're not ready to go all in, I highly recommend that you go to the store and you buy yourself a notepad or a journal dedicated solely to your ideas or to, you know, that little that little nudge that you know you need to be paying attention to, but you just need to like get it on paper and write it down more and more. When you have an idea for something that you want to create or launch or share in the middle of the night or while you're at work, write it down in the notebook. That's what it's there for, right? Then when it comes time to really dip your toe in the water and start your paid hobby or your side hustle, you can go through your ideas and start with the one that's most practical for you to implement first, okay? This is really a tool that has helped my nonstop brain. <laughs> it's like the best way to describe it, the nonstop brain. But it really has been a tool that's helped my nonstop brain keep my ideas organized without having to totally alter the business plan or the trajectory every single time I have a new idea. So have an idea bank, keep that in a journal. It'll really help you stay organized and take the right next step. Okay, tip number four is to learn from someone smarter than you, someone who is where you want to be. Okay, so this is simple, but it's difficult because sometimes it can be hard to find these people. However, thank you to the internet, it is much easier now on our generation than it was on our parents' generation. And I really recommend finding someone that you look up to and has, and who has succeeded at something that you really want to do and study them. Notice how I said study though, not copy them. So study their habits, buy their programs, listen to or read their content, reach out and ask them questions. Being a constant student won't take the nerves away, but it will help you prepare and avoid some of the mistakes that you might have made uh, without having a mentor to learn from, right? It'll help you kind of, it'll kind of kick you in the pants in a way that sometimes we need to avoid that procrastination that can come when we feel a little nervous or unqualified or whatever that feeling is, okay? So that's really what I wanted to point out. Those are four steps or four tips to overcoming fear and taking that leap honestly, in my opinion, to the best decision of your life when you can operate in your skills. You know, I, I don't know if you're a Jordan Peterson fan. You might be like, I don't like that guy. You might be like, I don't even know who that is. Or you might be a total fan of him. But he's um, a psychologist. And he recently made this post on Instagram. I'm pulling it up because I really thought it was so interesting. And it really challenges us to really pay attention to if you have a creative muscle that it would that would serve you well to begin flexing and you can make some supplemental income with it. Why wouldn't you? You know, like I, I think that's just sometimes we hold ourselves back. But he made this post. It's a video. And he said this is what it, his caption was. If you pr- if you are a creative person, find a way to make money and practice your craft. If you don't use your creativity, you'll be miserable. And he's not necessarily saying you have to make all the mon- all your money from your craft. He's saying, OK, you can find a way to make money but make sure that you're practicing your craft. And ideally, you know, obviously my thought process on this is if you can make some supplemental or even full-time income from your craft, that's great, right? But it doesn't necessarily ever need to be your full-time thing. It just depends on what phase you want to fall into. But I just thought that was such an interesting perspective. It was actually part of a, a video that he posted. I just read his caption, but he said, if you're a creative person, you're like a tree that's bearing fruit. And then he went on, if you suppress it, it's very bad for you. Like, and then he went on to explain how the creative people that he works with, if they're not creative, they're miserable. They have to do it. And there's a real joy and a pleasure in it, you know? And so I don't think, I don't think this needs to be a high pressure kind of thing. It's just like, Hey, 
I need to find a way to make money to support myself and make sure that I'm also practicing my craft. And if there's a way for me to blend those, even in a very small way right now, that's going to be so life-giving for me. So I wanted to answer this question. I know it can be so easy to procrastinate, but don't hold yourself back. Do be coachable. And remember, no one started out as an expert. They learned by doing and by starting small. And so will you. By the way, last quick thing before you go, I have a completely free virtual workshop that I think you will love. It's called the Work From Home Workshop, How to Make Supplemental or Full-Time Income Online. If you want to check it out, like I said, completely free, sign up for free. I'm going to put the I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you can just click the link and sign up and do the free workshop and learn how to do this and make it work and where to start. So, thanks for tuning in today and I'll catch you next week. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.